Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. weaknesses that we have in the church today is that most Christians are are somewhat biblically illiterate. Very few Christians actually take the time to read the Bible for themselves. And, um, you know, for me as a pastor, it's heartbreaking. You're never going to grow in your Christianity, really. You're never going to grow depth spiritually if you don't read the scriptures and study them for yourself. What percentage of professing believers would you say are biblically illiterate? While it's easy to assume that anyone who professes Christ is a diligent reader of God's Word, you might be surprised to learn otherwise. In today's message, Pastor Robert reflects on the importance of regularly reading the Bible for spiritual growth. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 1 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. starting over again in the book of Matthew, if you want to open your Bibles to the gospel of of Matthew. And, you know, I was thinking as I was preparing this, we have so many people today, one of the things that that we were talking about is I had, you know, we had board, the board meetings there with Youth of the Mission Orlando is how many of the young adults who have grown up in church, but really are not, they're not really They've never been students of the Bible. You know, one of the weaknesses that we have in the church today is that most Christians are are somewhat biblically illiterate. Very few Christians actually take the time to read the Bible for themselves. And, um, you know, for me as a pastor, it's heartbreaking. You're never going to grow in your Christianity, really. You're never going to grow depth spiritually if you don't read the scriptures and study them for yourself. But if you're new to the Bible, let me just give you a little bit of background. The book of Matthew is one of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, referred to as the gospels, one of four personal presentations of Jesus as the Messiah, in other words, the, uh, the anointed one that God had promised to come and deliver and lead Israel, and that they, you know, they'd been waiting for him you know, for thousands of years already, and Matthew was a Jewish man. He wrote this account, this presentation, for Jewish people. He was writing to a Jewish audience, and and he was writing it to, at least in part, explain to them why he had come to the conclusion that Jesus of Nazareth was, in fact, the Messiah for whom they had been uh, waiting. He was also known as Levi, which tells us that he was likely a member of that 
priestly tribe, the, the Levites, the Levitical priesthood, which is a big part of the reason that, and, and we'll look at this and we'll see this from time to time as we go through the book, that, but, but he was viewed as a traitor to his people because Matthew was a tax collector. He was serving Rome in a sense, working for the oppressors, collecting taxes for Caesar. And it was the, the way that, uh, that, that he enriched himself at the expense of his own countrymen because they, um, you know, the Roman governor would have these tax collectors and basically the way the tax collectors got paid was to add on to the taxes. So if, if the tax was $10 to this business, then if the tax collector felt like he could collect 25, then he got to keep 15 for himself. If he felt like he could collect or extort more likely, 20, then, then he got to keep 10. And you know whatever he could tack on to the taxes, he put into his own pocket. So you know he was a corrupt white collar thief working for the enemy and uh, was very much a, an outcast, a social outcast in Israel until the day that he encountered the Lord Jesus. And Jesus didn't reject him and treat him with contempt like all of the other religious leaders and, and, and rabbis always did, but neither did Jesus condone Matthew's sinful behavior. But before we get into the book of Matthew, I wanna read you a little bit of background. Luke chapter five, verse 27, tells us after these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he left all, rose up and followed him. Then Levi gave, a, gave him a great feast in his own house and there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. And their scribes and the Pharisees complained against his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered and said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You see, Jesus first loved on this tax collector, and then Matthew responded. You know, I love looking at this and thinking about this whole thing, you know, the way it apparently went down. Jesus is, he's going around, he's unknown by the, you know, this is early in the story, so to speak. Nobody knew who Jesus was at this point. Very few people. He wasn't famous. He didn't have thousands of people following him. He's this carpenter rabbi guy. And he's walking along, he passes the tax office, and he turns and he says to the tax collector, come be one of my students. Now this was, remember the way things worked back then, and, and you know, maybe you are not aware of it, but they didn't have like we do today. You know, you have like religious Bible colleges, universities, whatever, you didn't have that kind of thing going on, you'd, ha you'd have rabbis who would gather to themselves. They would invite people, hey, come and, and, and let me teach you. It would, it would be an, you know, an invitation. Or maybe you would go and say, I, I would like to learn from you. I'd like to be one of your students. And, and maybe they would accept you and maybe they wouldn't. And quite often it was based on how powerful the family was, how much money they had, you know, those kind of things. Maybe if the rabbi had some integrity, it would be based upon aptitude if they saw this person you know, has an aptitude for the law, has an aptitude for religious studies, seems to have a heart for it, that kind of thing. But nobody was going to the tax office inviting a tax collector. Hey, come be one of my students. It just made no sense. 
looking at it from their religious perspective. And it, in that instance, the simple invitation, which I personally believe was delivered with a smile. I think Jesus walked up to the tax office. He knew who this was already. He knew this guy. This, he knew Matthew, Levi, what, you know, he knew who he was. I think he smiled at him and then said, come follow me. And Matthew, probably for the first time in his adult life, felt acceptance from a religious leader, from a rabbi. And he walked away from everything to go and follow Jesus. Even threw him a big party. And I think as we look at Matthew chapter one, we're gonna see a glimpse into the effect that all this had on Matthew. We see a glimpse into his, his heart in the way that he presents the genealogy of all things. You know, a lot of times we read these genealogies in the Bible and we kind of, you know, just kind of run through it because name after name after name that we can't pronounce and we don't really, you know, but sometimes they're little hidden principles, little hidden jewels. Matthew chapter one, verse one, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron. Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot Nashon. Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse and Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, Abijah begot Asa, Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah, Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Amon, and Amon begot Josiah. Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel, Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel begot Abiud, Abiud begot Eliakim, Eliakim begot Azor, Azor begot Zadok, Zadok begot Achim, Achim begot Eliud, Eliud begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Mathan, Mathan begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. listening to Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. During this season that's filled with uncertainty, we know that one thing is unchanged. God is in control. We encourage you to take time daily to spend in the Word, in prayer. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Miami Beach is holding church online. We'd love for you to join us. Go to calvarymiamibeach.org to connect to our Sunday virtual service and be sure to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more messages. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're already praying for you. Is there anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord? 
please let us know through our prayer request form at calvarymiamibeach.org. Would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Robert and our church staff in your prayers, as well as our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and if you feel led to support Main Thing Radio financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio.